Where's Damian Lillard going to go? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's made it clear he wants to go to one team and one team only with the report today that his agency warned other teams not to trade for him unless you are the, you know, Sam, pop quiz. Are you asking me? Yeah, which team does he want to go to? I haven't seen it officially, but there's been a lot of talks about him wanting to go to the Bulls. <laughs> what? Damn, you had, you had one question, me? man. I. What was the... Okay, tell me the right answer. No. Okay. Welcome, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little nervous because we just had technical difficulties, but... Welcome, everybody, to A Win is a Win. This is episode 21. I am H-Double here with my two co-hosts, Sam Cookie. What's up? Maddie B. What is up? So far, so good, by the way. We haven't had an issue. It did this issue within like five seconds when we first tried. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. But yeah, we're back. A Win is a Win with an episode that is going to be based off of the NBA offseason because there's been a lot obviously with the NBA offseason starting on technically the, the 30th was when deals could be like mutually agreed on at 6 p.m. Eastern, I believe. And so everything kind of happened. The meat of what happened was in those first couple of days. So we're going to recap a lot of a lot of that. I believe we're going to talk about our, our favorite free agency deals and maybe our least favorite free agency deals of the offseason, as well as the NBA coaches, because there was a lot of shift and NBA coaches this offseason, a lot of new coaches for new teams, and we're going to discuss how we think they're going to fit in. But, yeah, before we jump right into that, anyone have something they would like to share? Uh, I do. Oh. Okay, go for Wait, it. Wait, Matt. Um, the Cardinals suck. Okay. Thanks. Okay. You saying that... by the Marlins. Oh, my God, that was terrible. Yeah, it's... That and then uh, Charles took it upon himself to share that clip to me. I think this morning to brighten my day a little bit. But wait, which clip? The the Cardinals. So yesterday, from when we were recording this episode, the Cardinals and Marlins were tied at the bottom of the ninth, and the Cardinals got walked off from a throwing error by Jordan. <laughs> Would have gotten a extra innings, but he just threw the ball away. And, but. Joey Wendell score, I think. So we find new ways to lose games, but I mean, I still want to wrap my Cardinals jersey for today. I'm not going to tell you who it is on the back, but. Oh, uh, secret. No, it's Wayne Wright. Oh, I'm glad you didn't tell us. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't really want to. He really should have, he really should have retired after last season, but. Oh well, he's getting beat up in the majors. But that's that's for another episode. Today's podcast is towards NBA talk. Um, I did want to mention that we did not film an episode, I believe, last Thursday because um not Monday for Monday because of Fourth oh, of July. Would have been Monday, yeah. It would have been Monday, sorry. For uh we decided we wanted to hang out for Fourth of July and chill out then. So we're picking it up on this episode and yeah. Couple of things have gone down in the NBA offseason so far that we wanted to share, and yeah. Also, just want to say happy birthday to freaking America. Hopefully, you hear the bald eagles screeching behind us. Um, Sam can probably edit it in, maybe, probably not, but anyways. I could maybe, maybe that might be a little project for me. 
Charles we do, actually, Charles actually we do appreciate, we do appreciate beating Great Britain. They freaking suck. America's we the do. best. We do. Uh, but I they have do a, have some good soccer, though. Good Premier League. You know what I'm saying, Charles? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And to go off of your point about editing in something, we don't got time for that. We're on low, low budget, low production, low oh, time, oh, oh, no time to you, do that. <laughs> oh, I could easily send you like an like a an eagle like sound effect. Nah, too long. It'll no? take too long. I gotta, I gotta upload it. I oh. gotta do all that stuff. I, I can't do it, man. I don't have time. Well, Matt, we're sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> and also, Sam, you actually took what I wanted to say. That I actually, at the end of last episode, I said we will have an episode out before the fourth. And obviously, we did not come through with that. So I'd like to apologize for giving false oh. hope to everybody. No, that's on Charles. Your yeah. favorite podcast did not deliver, but we're your back. Oh, making making big names for ourselves. Our favorite yeah. one one of your favorite podcasts. If you're listening to this, we did not deliver, and I take the blame for that. So okay, okay, maybe the top five podcasts. Yeah, one of your top five. It's one of my okay. top five. Is it really? It is. Yeah. Not to self, pretty, not self globe, but right, it's my own right. podcast. But would you know, it be pretty okay. bad to say if a one is a one is not even in my top five? I don't even think you listen to podcasts. No, I'm kidding. When when is a win is in my top one? I do listen to a couple other podcasts, but not as often as I used to. But you're right. All right, NBA time. We're ready. Yes, NBA. NBA. Uh, am I? Do you want me to throw out a topic for you guys? Yeah, honestly, go for it. Okay, well, um, this happened fairly recently from the time that we're recording this episode on the 6th. Uh, We were actually talking about this a little bit before the episode started. Damian Lillard, where is he going? He requested a trade from the Blazers. Kind of a shocker to everyone because before that, he said he did not want to be on a super team, that he wanted to stay on a scrappy team like the Blazers, but... I guess things have changed with him. He wants to pull a Kevin Durant and go to a big team and win now. What do you guys think about that? Where's Damian Lillard going to go? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Well, he's made it clear he wants to go to one team and one team only with the report today that his agency warned other teams not to trade for him unless you are the, you know, Sam Pop Quiz. Are you asking me? Yeah, which team does he want to go to? I I haven't seen it officially, but there's been a lot of talks about him wanting to go to the Bulls. <laughs> what? Damn, you had, you had one question, me? man. I what was the okay? Tell me the right answer. No, it was the, the Heat. Right oh, the Bulls. Where did the Bulls come from? I'm pretty sure I saw. <laughs> no, okay, I definitely no. mixed up the Bulls and the Heat. <laughs> I thought. Um, there was... Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Lost her NBA draft right there, Sam. It's okay, Sam. Okay, I, I, if it was a baseball thing, I, I could see you myself put, not yeah, answering yeah, it Charles, either. That was on you. put me on the spot. I, I thought it, it's it's pretty prominent that he wants to go to the Heat, and that's been the start I, I think, since he requested a trade. So I thought you – I don't know. I thought you – No, I, I definitely noticed I mixed up the two red teams. <laughs> Anyways, okay, back to my point. It's clear he wants to go to the Heat, and like I just said, it was reported today that his agency – warned other teams to not trade for him assuming because it's like he might hold out i don't know whatever but i mean when i look at the 
possibilities for him. There's not much because of restrictions with money, a.k.a. the cap. So a lot of teams can't even trade for him. And then win now teams, that's kind of slim anyways. And so the Heat is probably the most logical team. And I know that what they're, they're like, I guess, core package for him is like a Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson picks type of trade. But for the Blazers, obviously, that's not enough. And so there'd have to be a third team. So there's talks of like a third team getting involved. I personally do think he'll end up on the Heat. And to go back to your point, though, Sam, about what do I think about this? When he says, you know, he wants to play there, you know, like he's loyal to them and he wants to not join a super team, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I feel like a lot of guys say that. And then they like realize how long that they've been trying at this with a franchise and how much they haven't been able to have success. And they go, you know what? We can't, we can't, I just can't do it because I think at least, uh, you know, most NBA players, I would say they want to win. And especially like a star like that, they just want to win at this point. Cause he's 32 now been a pro for 11 years, I think, or 12 years. And so uh, guys will say that. And then they always give in and, Eventually, they'll want to try and actually compete for a championship because they in Portland, I mean, it's not like he's been in a bad situation. They've had competitive teams, but they haven't been close to a contender. And of course, they've had to go up against the Warriors and the LeBron Cavs on the East. And then also now we have the Nuggets. But at the peak of their best was against that those Warriors. And so I can understand why that'd be really difficult. But, you know. It's. I'm not shocked at all that he wants to trade because it's been a long time now and they haven't been able to really have any real shot at it. And so I think it's fine for him to request a trade. But obviously it seems a little now weird that it's the Heat and the Heat only and he's demanding that. I guess I didn't necessarily expect that, but that shows you how much he really wants to contend. And it looks like that might be the only team that can really make a realistic like chance to pull this off. Mm-hmm. So... I'm a little surprised he wouldn't want to go to Philly, maybe pair with Joel and Bede, but he said he doesn't. But yeah. yeah, that could still happen. Maybe I don't know. They've got maybe the they don't want to include Tyrese Maxey though. I heard, but yeah. So I yeah, think- I don't know. I'm not shocked at all by it. I and it's kind of like whatever to be honest with with yeah. Damian Lloyd. I don't think he wants to have beef with Ben Simmons up there in Philly. But it would it'd be awesome to see if he played for the 76ers, but. I would have to agree with you, unfortunately. As much as I love to see him on like a, a smaller market team like the Blazers, there there's probably no chance that he's going to stay with them after being a pro for 12 years. He is probably going to go for the he's probably going to go to the Heat. They're probably going to make a deal with him. Find a third team to throw into a trade with him to sweeten the deal a little bit. But um yeah, I mean who wouldn't really want to play who really wouldn't want to not play with Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Buckets, baby. He's the goat. I mean, Ben, ben Simmons probably wouldn't. That's Definitely true. not on the 76ers. He's on the Nets, but that's okay. Oh, past, past Ben Simmons, then. This is, this is, I guess you could call it prime Ben Simmons when he like acted up. I think prime now, Ben Simmons was like two, three years ago. Now, now Nets Ben, that this could be like a whole another topic. Now Nets Ben Simmons, he just kind of mopes around and doesn't really do much. He plays a little bit. What are we gonna? Yeah, what are we gonna talk about? Oh, Ben Simmons played ten minutes today. No, let's not <laughs> talk about Ben. Simmons. Oh, he's out because his uh, back is sore. He, he's out because I do. 
His... I do want to give a different answer though than the Heat. Okay, let's hear it. I think he could go to the Utah Jazz. And I say that because he did play up at Weaver State, which is in Ogden here in Utah. And the and the Jazz have a lot of picks plus some decent players that they could package for Dame. Um, and, I mean, that would definitely make the Jazz awesome go from rebuild from last year to, like, a, I'd say contender-ish. I mean, probably not going to win a ring. But that would be pretty exciting if you have, like, you know, him, Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markkinen, and John Collins. Like, that's kind of a fun little four and everything like that. So, I think the Utah Jazz could be – I think if the, if I was the Blazers and not listening to Dame, I would ask the Jazz if they want him just because of all the stuff they have. But if you want to respect the player and what he wants, then, of course, he'll probably go on the Miami Heat. But hmm. that's my take. I had to sneak that yawn in there. Well, I'm just tired of it. Dame, bro. Like, I really don't care. Like, why has it even been that long of Dame talks? If there's no, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's just like he's like, oh, I want like he should have done this like before all the free agency and all this other stuff. Like, I guess that's true. Like after, so it's like, oh man, like who's he gonna go to? It's like, well, really, no one because no one really has enough room or cap space for him. So he he's had a lot of years where he could have done something like this, where he tried to like push himself to a different team, but he hasn't. So I think that adds to the kind of shock factor too, because at this point, a lot of people would think he would just stay on the Blazers for his whole career. But yeah, I, I mean, but people it. had been asking him to get a trade because they're like, "Oh, we want to see Dame like on a different team." So like, it's not surprising that he asked for a trade. Mm-hmm. I think what's surprising is he waited to like after everything else was done, and people are kind of handicapped to what they can do, and then he's like, "Oh, I want a trade." It's like. Thanks. You know, like, I don't know. It just, just weird. Bad timing, I'd say, but. Bad timing. It's pretty Maybe. lame of Dame. And I feel pretty yeah. lame about it because I don't really care. <laughs> Whoa, don't tell your viewers that. No, I, I, I don't know. I, just, I mean, Dame's, I think Dame's, I don't know. I mean, I think he's obviously he's very good. I'd say he you can yeah. consider him a superstar, but I don't think he's a guy. I mean, I mean, on the Heat, I think that can definitely make them contenders. But I don't know. I'm a little out on Dame as a player. I would say at this stage, just a little bit because of age and height. And I don't. He's he doesn't play any defense. He's more of a just a shoot you know shooter scoring kind of guy, but. I think on the Heat, I think it'd be a good fit still because you've got defense around him, and then mm-hmm. he can, you know, they're what they struggled with all he's all last season at least, and for three games of the NBA Finals was offense and shooting, and he'll provide that for you. So I think it's a great fit. I know the Heat are definitely trying to get it done, but if I'm the Blazers as well, because I know this has been a big topic, I just trade him for whatever is best. I know he's been loyal to you, but. Hey man, business is harsh. I'm trying to do what's best for me now. I'm sorry. That's true. It's all. Business. I, I know that. I know Matt would appreciate that answer because I know he's probably the same way. Just whatever's best for me. Honestly, I'm sorry. I gotta be selfish. Game. 
I mean, I don't know if I would like that answer, but at the end of the day, sports is a business. And like, I feel like he kind of made the first move of not really caring when he said after all they did and drafted everything, Hey, I want to trade now. It's like, cool. Why didn't you tell us before? Yeah, it's almost But, you could almost see it as like betrayal of his home team. And there have been a lot of other players that have done something like that. It sucks to see, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Got to get that bag. Yeah, Dame. All right, moving on. Well, speaking, Dame. Yes. speaking of bags, though, should we go into our best and worst free agent signings? Oh, man. I think, I Okay. think that could be good. That that was a that was a lukewarm take. I'll give you that. What do you mean a lukewarm take? I didn't even give I you think a it take. was lukewarm. Well, I was trying to decipher. I was like, "What? What are you, what are you going on transitioning with the word bag?" But okay, I said money, bag with dollar like, bills. okay. Well, uh, do you, does anyone want to start with like the worst free agent signing? They think. Sure, we'll go negative first, and then we'll go positive. That's Yeah, fine. negative. Negativity is. Good press. I'll So, say that's my the worst for the Asian signings. Does anyone have any? If not, I have two that I can talk about right now. Uh, what What are yours, Matt? Oh, All all right. right, let's let Matt go first. All right, Please here don't we steal go. mine. <laughs> Uh, the first okay. one I would say is the five-year one hundred and sixty for Jeremy I knew Grant. it. I knew it. Well, there goes that one out the door. Uh, I think that was pretty bad. I don't think he's worth one hundred and sixty million. Like. Jeremy Grant's decent, but I think you could probably do like five years for maybe like 110 or 120. Um, just kind of like looking at the market, like Cam Johnson just got four years for 108, but he's like, I think a couple years younger than Jeremy Grant, better shooter. I think he has a little bit more potential, you know, whereas Grant is pretty decent. But five year for one sixty to me is a little bit too much. Plus, you have all the Dame stuff going on. To me, that was pretty bad. The second one I think is pretty bad is the five year two seventeen for Lamelo Ball. I think Nice. that one is uh, kind of a bad one. I mean, I'm a Lamelo guy, but I mean, he's been hurt like how many years now? And he's only like twenty two, like twenty three. Yeah. So to me, I don't think he's worth. The max. Now, do I think he's worth probably more than 100 million? Yeah. Maybe I would say he probably should get a deal, maybe like Jeremy Grant, a five year for 160. But 270 is a little too high. I think if he would have played all of last year and finished and everything, then yeah, probably. But I don't really think that's you're, you're tying a lot of money into one guy who can't really stay on the court. And I think that is scary. That's very scary. Those are my those are my two worst signings. <clears throat> Matt, you took uh, two of mine, so Oh, Ooh, oh, sorry, good my stuff, bad. man. It sucks for you, Charles. Well, Does suck for me. I, I guess I'll give my my least <laughs> least favorite. you guess? I guess, yeah, I guess I'll give my Oh, least favorite region signing. okay. I was really shocked when I saw this because I'm obviously a bit more of a casual fan towards the NBA as compared to Charles and Matt, which they're more like. They know a bit more inside the game. But uh, when I saw that the Rockets signed Dylan Brooks to a four-year, $80 million contract, that was crazy.
crazy. Go into it. it. Go into okay, it. Yeah, Why yeah. is it crazy? People were making memes once the Grizzlies got knocked out of the playoffs last season. People were making memes that Dylan Brooks performed so badly that they should just send him down to the G League for this season. He he's an okay defender. He he did terrible in the playoffs. I don't think he even did that well. But I guess the Rockets saw something inside of him that I didn't see because they dropped eighty million dollars. <laughs> like Matt said, that's a ridiculous amount of money. I don't think the guy is very injury prone, but um. 80 that 80 million dollars is a lot of money and a four on a four-year deal too that's a lot of time to commit to someone like dylan brooks i don't know if he's got that dog in him to play for 80 million dollars worth of salary sam i just don't think you see it honestly i don't think you don't think i see it i don't think you see it you said i don't see it i don't think you do see it (laughs) okay i I I gotta defend dylan brooks a little bit I think obviously the talk about him going to the G League and all that stuff is is harsh. He's he's an NBA player. He 100%. obviously just put this, you know, um persona on himself with how he was, you know, acting and all that. And so I understand why people were clowning on him. It was easy to clown on him, especially how bad he was in the playoffs cuz he was pretty bad. I still think 80 million is too much. I really don't know what the Rockets are thinking, especially with all this young talent they have. I'm shocked that they wanted to sign him for 20 million a year because I actually think Dylan Brooks is a pretty solid defender. I think he's better than good, but he is, he can't shoot that well at all. He's not a good shooter, at least from three, especially. And he didn't shoot very well from the field throughout his career. And so I don't like that. And you're paying 20 million to someone who has kind of baggage off the court. And I guess you could not off, but on the court, you know, with how much he gets himself into. And maybe he'll change in Houston with Ime Udoka. I don't know. But I'm not the biggest fan. I think it's too much money, especially with how limited I feel like he is on offense, because he's not a very good shooter. And so I'm not a fan of the deal either. So I'll give you that, Sam. And then Matt, going with your deals, I just I agree with both of your takes. I think you already heard my opinion on Lamelo on this podcast. I'm not a Lamelo guy. Two sixty for five years is a huge mistake. My oh, opinion. is it two sixty? It's two sixty. Yeah. It's oh, sorry, my bad. My and bad. Jeremy Grant is not worth that much either. He's not a guy you can build around. I don't think and give that much money to, in my opinion. So. Yeah, you guys, you guys took some good ones. I, there's one left that I think is a solid pick for me with the last pick of the worst free agent deals. Not a big fan of the Max Struess to Cavs for four years, $63 million. I think that's an mm. overpay as well. Mm-hmm. I thought Max Struess was very disappointing in the playoffs as a whole. I think he had a couple hot games, but I actually, when you go back and look at it, he didn't shoot very well throughout the whole playoffs. And he's not a very good defender either. And so the fact that he's getting, what is it, 11? No, I think it's nine more million, nine or seven more million dollars than a guy like Austin Reeves, who I thought was way more valuable to his team than Max Struess was. I think that's a little bit of an overpay as well for the Cavs. And so, yeah, I I wasn't a big fan of that deal either because I just don't know about Max Struess overall. And so that's the one one I'll, I'll pick last. But I salute you guys on your picks. Those were good picks. Now, are we jumping right into best free agency? 
deals. I'll, yeah, I'll go first. You could. So I can have first pick this time. I'm going to pick Austin Reeves, my man. I can't believe he got. Well, what was I, okay. Okay, well, go ahead. Well, you disagree, best, Sam? Best in terms of like a good cheap contract. Yeah, but, for the price. Just overall, just everything. Like, yeah, just you can still you have like. Was... You can yeah. still have like really expensive contracts that are like good. Like there's one guy that maybe Charles might say that maybe. But there's one guy that I'd say had a good contract that's good for the money. But anyways, keep going, Charles, because I, I like your pick, too. So I think Austin Reeves is my favorite contract. It's like your favorite, you know, depending on price or not. My favorite's Austin Reeves, four years, $56 million. So he's only making, let's see, let's do some quick math. Sam, can you do some quick math for me? What's 56 what is it, by four, four years for 12? He makes like 14. 14. So 14 million a year for Austin Reeves, I think is a very good price. I And I know people might be, they might think that maybe I'm buying too much into the playoff stock, but I thought throughout the season, like, and that's a big sample size. I thought he was impressive. He shot pretty well from the field and from three. And I think he can be a, like a fourth guy, maybe a third guy on a championship team, but definitely a fourth guy. He's someone who you can play 30 plus minutes on a championship team. I feel like, like he'd be in your starting lineup. And so there was rumors that a team could offer him four year, 94 million or something, 98 million. And mm-hmm. so I thought a team was going to do that. And the Lakers would have had to match. Right. But mm-hmm. they were able to secure it with him for 56. So I was shocked, honestly, maybe he turned down those deals to stay at the Lakers. I don't know, but I expected him to match or sign an offer sheet of four years, 96 million. And he didn't. And for that reason, I think it's a steal for the Lakers. I'm also a big fan. Let's see. I like Tyrese Halberton too. I don't know if that's one Matt was thinking of, but I think he's the max, the my favorite max extension from the 2020 class that got one. And so he was was like five years, 260, just like Lamelo, I think, or something like that. So I like that one. And hmm, let's see. I'm trying to, oh yeah, one more. I do like. I think Matt is going to say this one too. Because uh, it was very cheap and I would say very shocking. And it fits the mold of this team. And it's actually the team uh, I'm repping on my hat right now. I'm going to say the Eric Gordon deal because it's oh. only for $3 million a year. Which is extremely cheap for a guy who could still get you points off the bench. And he fits the Suns' current mold of offense, no defense. And so it works out. But for that cheap, I just think it's too good to not include in there two years six million is the deal by the way yep. and Eric gordon can still can still get you you know 20 points off the bench on any given night and so for that cheap i'll take it and hey like i said he doesn't play any defense so it works out i guess the Suns are just going to outscore everyone this year that's that's their goal isn't it <laughs> i mean they they still do have kd on their team and devin Bro- devin booker so yeah like those are my favorites though well, I have one absolute. Don't favorite. say it. I absolutely screamed when I I saw this news at first in the car. Um, you you're, actually t- you too... have, you're too emotional with your pick, Sam. <laughs> I know. I was just about to say I I picked Ferris pretty bad too because both these players were on my NBA 2K team. Um, Dylan Brooks was one, and then my favorite signing uh, so far in the offseason. I do like the Austin Reeves signing a lot too. I will give you that, Charles. But thank you. I didn't want to. I didn't want to repeat a signing. 
So I'll go along with kind of more along the lines of Dar- of Aaron Gordon. You guys already know who it is. The Grizzlies. They did an amazing thing over this <laughs> offseason. They signed the GOAT, Derrick Rose, to two years, $6.5 million. Sure, he's definitely a bench guy. He's going to maybe drop 10 points per game. He's definitely past his prime at this point. That's but... generous, honestly. <laughs> you think it's generous? More like six points. Six points, maybe, maybe, maybe one because he is. Maybe, you know, maybe he might drop like six minutes. He might also drop. I'll six. give you this: they need a point guard with the jaw suspension, but continues. Right, 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 right. They need I don't point think, guard depth. He's not. He is not the point guard. I think him being a point guard, he him playing in the point guard position is um, definitely on the back end of the deal. I think the main purpose to sign a guy like Derrick Rose is for the excellent mentorship that he would give. And I think that would be perfect, especially for the price of the deal that he gave. Uh, hopefully, he would do a perfect job mentoring Ja whenever he comes back from his suspension. He's been, uh, I believe he's a 14-year veteran at this point. He's an amazing guy. Um, honestly, I, I, <laughs> I can't keep looking. You guys are making me laugh. But no, I really do think that signing is going to do good for Ja. Uh, the Grizzlies also signed Desmond Bain, too. Um, I think they'll do great under Derrick Rose. Hopefully, they'll have a really good season uh, this upcoming season. <laughs> under Derrick Rose. Sorry, yes. that's just funny. Not... <laughs> He's what, is he the coach? The is he the coach now? Yeah, late, late GM, but Derrick Rose instead of uh, LeBron. But um, I honestly, I've been looking at the NBA store. I've been waiting until... <laughs> the Grizzlies drop a Derrick Rose jersey for me to pick up. I don't have a I don't have an NBA jersey. I want to be one of the boys, you know. And Derrick Rose, <laughs> that kind of dog with a with a dark blue on a jersey would be amazing. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Before you jump in, Matt, I'll give you this. It's a good story because he went to college there and all. Yes, he did. So, he went to Memphis too. He did go to Memphis. Bring you know who coached? Down. You know who coached him? Another pop quiz. LeBron. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, you, I, you, you probably heard of this guy, but you probably don't even know who he coaches. Well, you might know who he coaches right now, but he was coached by uh, University of Kentucky's John Calipari because he was at Memphis mm. at that time. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard of that name before. Yeah. But he did go to Memphis for college, and he choked his guts out in the championship against Kansas because they couldn't make free throws, including Derrick Rose. And also, one more quick Thing. I saw this on Reddit a while ago, but there's a rumor that Derrick Rose in college couldn't read. Not that that what? matters to anything, but I just oh want to bring God. that up. That's that's crazy. How can you not? This is totally off topic at this point, but how are you not able to read in college? Well, then how is he your favorite player? Because his last name is Rose. It's amazing for a last name. And Pete, his son, PJ Rose, he's awesome. He's like, I think he's 12 years old. He's pretty cool. And his dad, Pete Rose, is pretty cool. Pete Rose? <laughs> the baseball player? Yeah, dude. That's his dad. That no, you're you're lying. No, <laughs> I'm being honest. Derek Rose is is totally opposite from Pete Rose. Why? How is he totally opposite? Give me one give me one thing that's opposite. Derek Rose is so pure that he would never bet on his own sport. He's such an amazing, humble man. 
that he would Is never. That the only be. reason why they're opposite. That's the only reason, at least from what I would describe on the podcast. I think you're trying to allude to something else, but I will. No, not... I mean that's his actual dad. I guess you just don't want to believe me. Uh, but that's fine. I will. I'm gonna look that up right now. You cannot be. You cannot be serious. <laughs> you really think he's serious? No, on, Sam, step it up. Yeah, just uh, deny him. Shut uh, him down. I don't think he had a dad, but <laughs> well, I don't... oh my god, <laughs> Sam. From the, from, you, no, no, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. he had from... a dad, but not a father figure. Yeah, not a father figure. Yeah, that's the way when you. That's I, the way I, you I want to phrase Google it. Yeah. Search, uh, the main no, you're right about that. Yeah, you're right. Figure was the no, you are right. So. No, no, Pete, Pete Rose is not his dad. Uh, John Calipari. Did yeah, a really good job. No with Derek way. Rose, no way. Pete Rose, Derek Rose's dad. You're done. I mean, you believed it for a I little think, bit, though. No, what about Dave Rose? Uh-uh. That is. That would be like you. What about, what about Dave? What? Yeah, Dave Rose. Also, yeah, that might be his say. actual dad. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, All right, Matt, you can go now. I think we're. I think Damn, we're done. it's okay. Um. Anyways, you took like three out of my four good signings, Charles. Um. I took three. That, Derek yeah. Rose is definitely the fourth. I thought Derek Rose was, yeah, up there, to be honest yeah, with he's you, definitely man. up there. No. Um, <laughs> I think Eric Gordon is a steal. I think everyone thinks that the Suns are going to play no defense, but when you look at their roster, they actually do have people who play, like, pretty decent defense. Like, Eric Gordon plays pretty decent defense. No, Devin Booker, no, he plays doesn't. pretty decent. Devin no, Booker, Devin Booker, not. Devin Booker, no, I, Eric Gordon doesn't play uh, defense. Devin Booker, that's a stretch. Devin Booker does play good defense. He, he can, but I swear he he'll he'll just tire out though. Yeah, I think it's a stretch too. Yeah. He, he actually up. does play like pretty decent defense as well. So like, there are some pieces. More like I would say more in the playoffs because they're going to save their energy. But yeah, yeah, they can they can turn up on. Yeah, defense. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying like in the regular seasons they're not going to give a freak. In the playoffs. I actually think they're going to be really good. And with the length that they have with all the other signings, I think they will be good. The one that uh, Charles didn't mention that I think was really good was getting Gabe Vincent. Three that years. That was only for my fourth one. That was only my fourth one. Yeah, no, because I think that was a pretty good signing. I mean, $11 million for Gabe Vincent. Like, I'd rather have him than Max Struess, if I'm going to be honest. You know, Same. Um so I really think that was good. I mean, you guys, I mean, Charles pretty much took all the ones I wanted to talk about. Um, I guess another Suns one that I was really excited about was uh, Watanabe, the Brooklyn guy, um, just because he can actually shoot. And so it looks like basically you're going to have to guard all five guys when it comes to Phoenix. Otherwise, <laughs> they will shoot and probably make it. Um so that's pretty good, but no, those were the ones that I like, Charles. So we were we had the same wavelength. So I will say I think Gabe Vincent's a really good fit for LeBron too. I that's do like too, a LeBron kind of guy. I feel like hundred percent LeBron guy. Like it just 100%. feels like a good fit. Yeah. So that's a lay GM move. I think the Lakers had a really really good off season. If I'm, being I would honest. say probably one of the top top teams i'd say number one or number two depending yeah on they what look do, i mean but... for what they did last year they look pretty good i think also yeah. i know they re-signed d'angelo russell and i think that was n- not a good contract but when i think about it i heard this from the perspective of you know some podcasts they're probably just using them for trade bait 
and they'll just trade him in like February or January if he's not playing well. So I didn't Probably. think about it like that. So that's not really a bad yeah. signing in my opinion. They they did also sign Rui or re-sign Rui. They did. I that, I think it's a little bit of an overpay, but I there are some things to like for sure. I just yeah. don't know how consistent he'll be. But yeah. there's definitely I don't blame like... them for doing that necessarily. Mm. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Coaches. Yeah, we've got 10 yeah. minutes for coaches. Someone's got to coach the Suns with all their threes because they have a new coach in town. And I'm still not really excited about it because I, I miss Monty, which we'll talk about him in just a sec. But let's just jump right into Frank Vogel to the Suns. Matt and I both thought it was a downgrade. I've heard a lot of kind of experts think say that they think it's actually a better hire because of Frank Vogel's coaching experience and he has won a championship. I think obviously the championship might be a little skewed because he had a really good team and it was the bubble, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, I'm just not the biggest Frank Vogel guy compared to what you had Monty Williams. I mean, I guess he'll help the Suns play defense because he is a defensive-minded coach, but I'm still just not a huge fan of the hire. I don't know. It doesn't excite me. And what do you think, Matt? I know you're the other Suns fan. And then, Sam, you can – Jump in. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it doesn't seem like he seems like he's a decent coach, but he's not like a player's coach, you know. And I think Monty was a good guy with that. Defense wise, it probably will be just the same. I mean, if you look at it, Monty's teams, like they were all like top 10 in defense. I, yeah, I thought so they were pretty good not, on defense. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, though, I think the owner, Matt Eshbia, had problems with Monty, and then Monty and DeAndre Ayton got into it a lot. And so I think maybe having a fresh coach for DeAndre Aiden might be good. But at the same time, every time I'm like, oh, this might be good for DeAndre Aiden, he freaking sucks balls. So, like, I mean, he's yeah. tissue paper Aiden to me until he, like, actually does something. So that's my take on that. It's still just not fair also to Monty how they changed midseason and then he had to adjust to this whole new team. And then Katie gets her, like, three games into it and yeah. all this stuff. So. I can't even blame him for not liking or not getting along with Aiden because I swear Aiden just kind of even, you know, before the I would say the finals run even I wasn't that impressed with him. And there's just not a lot of intangibles to like about him. And so maybe if a co- new coach will help him a bit, but I'm not obviously Matt and I are not Aiden guys. We don't really believe in him anymore. I, he's obviously a pretty good center, but we don't like what he's made of and we want him gone. We'd rather have miles Turner. So we're hoping that still happens, which it could, but it could happen. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about Frank Vogel? He did real quick, Sam, not to skew your opinion. He did help LeBron win a, win a ring. So he did. Yeah. He did. That was the bubble year though, right? Yeah, it was. Oof. Yeah. I don't know about that, Frank, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't really have much to say about Frank Vogel. I mean, good on him. Good luck trying to figure out those sons. Uh, I do feel bad for. <laughs> I do feel. <laughs> I do feel bad for Monty, kind of like what you guys are talking about, trying to figure out the Suns' game plan, especially at the the later half of the season. They kind of switch everything up, and then they have the two divas and Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Bro, Booker's not even a diva. What? Like, Yo, what? Sam is coming out swinging. He's not a Suns fan. <laughs> No, not not even KD, just Booker specifically. What the bro? I you're like freaking Luca. You're 
Like, what the freak, dude? What? Oh, Matthew. I know. Someone someone is a little bit of a Booker lover than I am. I do not like Booker. But Monty Williams, though, uh, teams did feel a little bit bad for him, too. It was just not the Suns that thought, it's like, hey, let's just drop Monty and forget about him. He's kind of a seasoned coach. He's he's got a good head on his shoulders. The Pistons clearly liked him the most. Um, this is a little bit older in comparison to other free agent signings, but can't really call Monty Williams a free agent signing because he's a coach. But the Pistons signed him to a six year deal, seventy eight million dollars. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, legitimately, but I feel like that's a lot of money for a coach. Yeah, it is. You're not it wrong. Is? It that's is a lot of money. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I mean, Montana yeah. is a pretty good coach, so I would yeah. I would have yeah. done it if I was the Pistons. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree too. Um, as much as I like to clone on the teams that Monty Williams coaches, he's he's still a good coach. I mean, I I'm excited Fantastic to see what coach. he does with a team like the Pistons. But yeah. I love I love the future for them if K can stay healthy because now they've got a guy who I know can get them to another level. And so I'm excited to see how the Pistons... I think they're a playoff team. I think they're like a seven seed or six. I would say eight. if he was like coaching, for example, the Magic, who have a lot of young talent, I'd be really excited about that. Pistons, not as much like talent as the Magic would have, but I'm still excited about them because they're a young team and he's the perfect guy for that kind of situation. And I don't know about this year, but give him a couple of years and I think they will be in the playoffs. So... We're we're big Monty guys. I mean, why can't we be? Look what he oh, did for the oh, Suns. Yeah. Big he Monty was great. Guy. It's big true. So yeah, big, Monty. Big I wish Monty you well guys. in Detroit. And when we say they were very nice and accommodating with his wife, who is unfortunately going through more health, um, more health incidents. So they were very well. That's his or... second. That's his second wife then, because his first oh, wife yeah. passed away. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, yeah. His first wife. That's already sad. And his second wife is dealing with health issues, and so, I yeah. mean, he can't catch a break. And I feel terrible for him and as a person as well. And the Pistons were very Monty. We trust. They were very accommodating with his kind of like helping, like before they even signed with him about because he wasn't sure if he wanted to coach. Obviously, with the the status of his wife, but they were very, you know, patient and willing to to work with him on if he you know wanted to come back. So I do respect the Pistons for that because I think Monty's a gym, and then I think he can help them for sure get in contention. So yeah. love the hire. Matt and I both loved it when it happened. I mean, it made us obviously sad, but we were very happy for the Pistons. And to be fair, I'm gonna be like 30 minutes away from. Detroit in a couple months, so I could go see Monty if I, I wanted to sometime this year. So yeah. you should, yeah, that'd be fun. I can send a picture to Matt just to make him happy. So my guy, yeah. Who do we want? Who do we want to jump into next? Which Eastern Conference contender are we thinking? We got Nick Nurse with the Sixers, and then Adrian Griffin with the Bucks. Who do you want? To, Sam, you can pick Nick Nurse or Adrian Griffin. Um. Well, I'll just start this off by saying I barely know either coaches, so you guys will have to really carry me on this topic. Okay. But I like nurses. Nurses are cool. They keep us healthy, so we'll go with Nick Nurse. All right, Nick Nurse to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not shocked you don't know who he is, but he did win championship with the Raptors when they beat the Warriors in 2019. So championship cool. coach. I like Nick Nurse a lot. And I think 
it's I think the Sixers culture though is kind of difficult to overcome and so I do like the hire though and obviously they have the James Harden situation so we'll see where that goes with the actual structure of the team but I think Nick Nurse is a very good coach I thought after Kawhi left the Raptors just overall weren't as good of a team and I thought maybe he was a little bit of a scapegoat getting fired as well because I don't think they had that talented of a team necessarily after Kawhi left and I think Nick Nurse is a good coach I want him to go to the Bucks. I'm not mad about the – I actually like the Bucks higher, though, but I like Nick Nurse a lot. So, I don't know, but I, I could see that team blowing it up within, like, a year, like Joel wanting to trade, you know. So, we'll see what happens. But good coach. So, that's all I have to say. Yeah, I'd also say good coach. I thought he was potentially going to the Suns, which I would have been fine with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a good hire – um, I think you just have to get the personalities and then hopefully James Harden gets traded um, somewhere and you can move on and do that. But I like him. The Griffin hire, um, I forget who he coached before. Um, Adrian I know Griffin. Charles. Yeah, he was a – he coached for the Raptors for a long, a long time as an assistant. And he was on their championship team, I'm pretty sure. In okay, yeah. So I think this is his first time actually being the head coach. So we'll yes. see. Not really much to go off of. But, I mean, he's a coach who's run a, who has won a ring. So at the end of the day, if that's going to be your first, like your coach that you're going to hire for the honest, I think that's good. So honestly, I'm, yeah, I'm okay with those. I think the only coach that low-key kind of sucked for the team would probably be Vogel for the Suns. Other than that, I think all the other coaching <laughs> hires actually make sense. So yeah. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna do just a quick spill on Adrian Griffin, and we're gonna head out because this episode will be will be over because I know we got some things to go to after. But I'm gonna give a quick spill on Griffin because I'm a Bucks fan. Really like the hire. He was a former player. I know that the Bucks had Giannis and Middleton inside of the room and their hiring plans. And they, Giannis wanted a former player, and that's why they prioritized Griffin over Nick Nurse because he wanted a former player as as a coach. And Adrian Griffin's been an assistant coach for like 14 years, really long time, a lot of experience. And I love the fact that he's coaching the summer league this you know this season, like his first coaching gig. Uh, he's coaching the summer league for the Bucks, you know, with his with his whole staff. And normally in a summer league, you have only an assistant coach as like the head coach. But he's going in as the head coach, and I love that move because I think that just shows his commitment to already getting a, a head start on coaching. And he'll he's a big player development guy. I really like the hire. I hope it works out. The Bucks are able to keep their core players, so obviously they liked him enough to want to come back because I know we got Chris Middleton back, Jay Crowder, Brooke Lopez. And so I'm excited. But, yeah, I'll have to agree with Matt. I think all of them except Vogel excited me or made me think that's a good move. Vogel, eh, not, not as much. But maybe if they win a championship, we can't even complain. So it's true. Episode, yeah, episode 21. Who wants to hit us with the outro? Uh, Matthew. He's the biggest outro guy. Oh, I guess I'm the alpha outro guy, I guess. You're the alpha um, outro. Well, this is episode 21 of a Win is a Win podcast. We are pretty excited with the product that we have given you guys today. Um, talked a lot 
about a lot of good things. Sometimes maybe people shouldn't listen to Sam Cooke as much, but we do love we do love how big Sam Cooke's heart is and how much he loves Derrick Rose. Um, we are rooting for D Rose and that Sam can get a jersey. Maybe Sam might have to go watch D Rose maybe one of these times. Oh, you know maybe. that might be, that would be so much fun. That might be kind of cool for good old Sam Cookie. So that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Maybe when they play OKC, maybe Sam can, you know, maybe mosey his way on down to Oklahoma City, you know? Um, OKC, yeah. But we love talking about the NBA and stuff. Hopefully everyone had a good 4th of July. And we're going to keep moving on, hopefully having some good product uh, being produced for y'all. We're super excited for what we have in store. And I think this is it from Matty B, H-Double, and Sam Cookie. Have a good one. See you guys. Hey.